There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Deeply insecure person. <laughs> I try to talk about it. I try to be open about it, but I, ha- I have an eating disorder. I have body dysmorphia, which if you don't know, body dysmorphia is this condition where you are a woman. <laughs> so... I just have all these toxic thoughts that never stop. It doesn't matter what's happening in my life. I still have them. I got food poisoning one time, and my first thought when I got food poisoning was, I can't wait to weigh myself. (laughs) Which is so bad, right? You understand, like, that's a really terrible toxic... (laughs) Three pounds. But that's a terrible (laughs) toxic thought. I do want to have kids. I'm not ready yet, but I I want them. You ever ask a millennial if they want to have kids and they get mad at you? They're like, no. I couldn't possibly bring a child into this world of suffering. (laughs) But, like, I think kids should suffer. That's Ariel Elias. She was that... uh... I think she was that comedian that had a beer bottle thrown at oh, her by a heckler. It was a and beer then she can. chugged it. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel tweeted about it, and then she tweeted back and asked if she could make her network debut on his show. <laughs> he said yes, and uh, I think she got her shot Monday night. Yeah. And actually had a pretty good set. That was part of it. Yeah. And she's from Lexington, Kentucky, and she wore a sweatshirt that said Lexington on it. How about that? On her debut. Very fun. There you go. That was cool. Yeah. Man, she was lucky she didn't get clocked in the head with that beer can because oh it goodness. came flying in at a high speed. No, she needs to take some lessons from George W. Bush. And how to duck him. That's right. <laughs> Getting a shoe thrown at your head. <laughs> Back when he was president, he had one or two things thrown at him. And he would always see him coming, man. He was quick. He was. He was reflexes. Duck. And then he would have like a little smirk on his face like, miss me. <laughs> <laughs> That video, I think, will make me laugh until my end of days. Come I, on. It just cracks me up every time. You want to go? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So how much we do you think Snoop Dogg smokes in a day? Oh, man. I would say like a quart bag. What is that a qu- Oh, God, that's nothing. What, a you quarter ounce that- of weed, you think? No, like, that's yeah. That's a lot of weed. Yeah. I th- I Listen, think- Jen, that's nothing. I'm like, that's a that's lot. For Snoop? That's yeah. that's nothing. I thought, you just, said a, just, I thought you said a quart. A quart a quarter, bag. Quarter bag. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I know, but it sounded like you were saying quart. Are you talking about a quarter or a whole quart? A whole quart. A whole quart. A oh, quart, okay. like four quarts make like a, a gallon? Milk quart? No, like there's a baggie <laughs> a bag. that the zips lock size is a quart. Yes. So uh, she's talking about four yes. quarts make a gallon. Yeah. That's a lot of weed. I, I thought think she was talking about a quarter ounce. That's yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought she was talking to, and I'm like, Snoop does that in five minutes. That's funny. All right, I think he so smokes 25 blunts. He employs, you know, a professional blunt roller, and her name is Renegade Piranha. Oh, my God, you so could have had that job. <laughs> I don't know. Renegade Blunts Piranha? aren't my thing. I'm looking her up. What a fun name. So she, well, it's probably not her birth name, but hey. <laughs> I mean, hello. It's still Renegade Piranha, his fun name to have. So she was an Australian. She was on an Australian radio show yesterday, and she says she has rolled 450,000 joints for Snoop since she took the gig. That's crazy. She said, I do about a half a pound a day, which is 75 to 150 joints. Now, we don't know if Snoop is smoking all of that himself. So maybe his crew is participating along with. But 75 to 150 joints a day. Is that possible? He'd have to burn the entire day. And be awake for like 24 hours. That's like... Somebody who says, oh, you know, I, I smoked six packs of cigarettes a day. Well, there's 20 cigarettes in each pack. How right. is that humanly possible right. unless you got a cigarette, unless you double unless you're constant. Uh, you're just know. constantly. Well, I imagine, I suppose it depends on how thin they roll them. Also, is and he I, passing? Yeah. I bet he could smoke a joint if it's thinly rolled in two tokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're thinking about Snoop here. That, right. that sucker burns again? quick. Say it again. She Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Grows 75 to 150 a day. Hmm. So even if he's only smoking half of that. Michael. Yeah. There's no, I just don't know how it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. There's no way. He I mean, probably, you know, he probably, I bet he can smoke three or four in one sitting. Yeah, but maybe mm-hmm. too when you, like, so for example, when you go to his house, instead of offering you something to eat or drink, you get you get to pick from the blunt bowl. Mm. <laughs> Here's the blunt bowl. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> it's probably light and heavy days, you know, have that bowl <laughs> stocked at all times. God. Oh, what a lovely blunt bowl you have. It's some fancy ones. Like some people have fruit. Some people have a cookie exactly, jar. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Snoop's got a bowl of jays. Like Jeff yep. would offer a nice draw from his scotch collection. Yep. Other people get to pick up one Jen from the bowl. And could share her, uh, her artisan bong selection yeah. from Tommy Chong. <laughs> Which I think somebody stole. I don't know where it is. Oh, your Chong bong? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> 
I used it. I used it as a as a flower vase. It's a flower pot. I used it as a vase. I yeah, stick fake flowers in it. Mm. Oh, I remember. It was cool. I know. I do. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Actor actor Zoe Zoe Saldana is one of my favorite actresses. I'm a big fan. I like her in that she's in that Netflix miniseries from scratch. Which, by the way, is really, really good. Yeah. Like, it's, it'll make you feel good inside. It's just good TV. That's something to watch before bed. So I got targeted with that show, and I was like, I am not watching it because I know it's going to be just like Firefly Lane and Sweet Magnolias and all the other crap. <laughs> yeah. I don't but think it's, it's actually good. Yeah, it's actually, I don't think okay. it's that lame because so I know what I'll you're talking it. about. Yes. I always, I always get into those, and then I can't get out of them. Yeah, she's in that, and it's also kind of food-centered, which I love. Uh, so anyway, I highly recommend From Scratch on Netflix. But anyway, she is also in Avatar The Way of Water. In fact, that was like her biggest, the, her first big role ever in her career. And so with the sequel coming out, uh, the actors had to work with specialists to learn how to hold their breath for underwater scenes. And Zoe Saldana got to the point where she could hold her breath for almost five minutes. Oh, I can't even imagine. Which is impressive. It's crazy. Two of her cast members did even longer than that. Oh, my God. Sigourney Weaver, who is beautiful and talented, but not exactly young, did six and a half minutes. Wow. What? Yeah. And Kate Winslet. Always the overachiever went seven minutes without oh my taking God. a breath. That I don't think. Oh, my, uh-uh. That's some serious lung capacity. That is crazy. Yeah, but you have to like exercise to get to that point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. your lungs got to be a certain. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it it's not easy to do, and it does take an incredible amount of practice and training. And they asked director James Cameron. They said, "Why did you make the cast hold their breath for real instead of just using CGI?" Right. Said, because you want it to look like the people are underwater, so they need to be underwater. You know, if if you're if you're making a western, you'd be out learning to ride a horse. It's just basic movie making. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's, I mean, he's willing to spend the money to do it as authentically as possible. Which is funny because he's also the king of CGI. Like the way he did Titanic was yeah. incredible. Yeah, but they didn't do it on an actual ship. Right. Wow, that movie is it out this December, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to go? Oh yeah. Is that a theater one for you guys? Uh, it will be for me. Yeah, absolutely. I love the first one, so I think it'll be cool. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. I think it'll be cool. It's long. Uh, yeah, it that's is. Why I can't yeah. go? It is a bit long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so remember Henry Thomas, the kid from ET? Yeah. When he got older, he had a chance to work with both Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. He played Brad's brother in Legends of the Fall, and he was then in Gangs of New York with Leo. Oh. So he was asked, which one is more fun to work with, Leo or Brad? Okay. And he said, Brad Pitt, much more fun. Oh. I didn't really hang out with Leo, but I hung out with Brad. He said, we got along pretty well, so we had fun, and we were out in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, so maybe that had something to do with it. But mm. in case you've ever wondered... I can see that. I imagine Leonardo DiCaprio to be very intense on set. Totally. And I can see Brad being just a little bit more light. Loose and laid back. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. 
That being said, it would be wonderful to work with either of them. Right, exactly. You know, bring it on. God. So that kid that played Elliot in E.T., he's still working? Yeah. That's great. I know. Good for him. You brought up E.T. in honor of E.T., the extra extraterrestrial celebrating its 40th anniversary. 40 years ago, that movie came out, oh, and the it, website... It wrecked me. I've watched... I watched it one time as a young child and have never watched it it's, again. Yeah, what? it messed me up, too. Because that was so sad. I get kidding. so upset. Same. But it had a happy ending. It doesn't you know, matter. It, when it, he's correct. sick and dying... Correct, Jennifer. When he's white and Elliot is beating on his chest, like I'm, it still upsets me to this day. It is hard. I that can't. was horrible. Well, full disclosure, I cried too, Ugh. but I hung in there yeah. and left the theater happy. I watched it, but still, when he but leaves, he doesn't leave you. He goes up to the heavens or whatever. He still leaves, and it's just the whole situation is horrible. It's a horrible movie. See, I like kind of left it with the impression <laughs> that like it's horrible. Okay. He's alive, oh. and he went back. And he's going home to his family. It's a matter of time before we'll have the technology where I can go visit him. No, it's not. And I'll tell you what was even better. I got that movie on VHS for $5 from Pizza Hut. Because back in the day, Pizza Hut used, I'm not kidding you. Pizza Hut used to sell VHS tapes for $5. So I saved my allowance, and we're buying the E.T. I got... So we got the movie, we take it home, we're so excited, and I was sobbing. Balling. It was horrific. It has traumatized me throughout life. I also don't have fond memories when I think of that movie, other than Reese's Pieces. It's awful. It's an awful movie. Where the Red Fern grows. You know. Oh, God, never, never. I was so pissed when they made us read that in school. That was terrible. Why are you doing this to children? Oh, done. Yep. Well, I remember my mother using that as a teachable moment after we left DT. She goes, what did you think? I go, it was good, but did they have to kill him? I mean, I know they brought him back, and she said, because death is a part of life, honey. And we'll all be resurrected someday. So she did. She, so maybe we of course, she takes it back to Jesus. Of course, she did. She always took it back oh, to Jesus on the fly. Oh, yeah, just I mean, we hadn't even left the theater. Oh she yeah, she was giving well, me the the correlation. Jesus there. was right there with her oh. at all times. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we needed, Jesus, to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the the website toll free forwarding figured out how much it would actually cost ET. To literally phone home. And the answer, based on the distance between Earth and E.T.'s planet, is $76 quadrillion. Here's how they did the math using AT&T call data. E.T. is 3 million light years from his home planet, right? That's a lot. So 3 million light years equals 17 quintillion miles. That's how far E.T. lived 17 quintillion miles away. So at a rate of 0.004 cents a mile for a 10-minute call from California, it comes out to $76 quadrillion. I'm I'm rounding up, (laughs) roughly. So how much is 76 quadrillion? To put it in perspective, it's... About what Kanye was worth before the Adidas deal oh, fell through. Geez. No. <laughs> to put that in perspective, 76 quadrillion is the whole world's total phone bill for 25,000 years. Or 20 million times the net worth of director Steven Spielberg or 117 trillion brand new iPhones. Wow. That's what it costs to call home. <laughs> 
crazy. Victorine T. Yeah. It's a lot of money. That's all I got. Anything else important? Oh, no. We can save the rest for later. All right. <laughs> We've covered all the bases. <laughs> Coming up. Uh, your shot at a pair of tickets to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra November 19th at the Heritage Bank Center. It's another round of Faker for Real straight ahead. But first, to check the roads, we got Denise here now with your latest Q102 traffic. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal windows direct. Summer's here. You don't want to be running that AC nonstop. Keep that cold air inside with new energy-efficient windows from Universal Windows Direct. Hi, it's Tim. Call for a free estimate. 513-755-1800. My windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Andy is a lot more expensive when Forbes has an image of a pumpkin with $100 bills sticking out of its evil smile. Oh, no, I haven't gone shopping for candy yet. I guess I'll do it on Friday when we're broadcasting live from the Kroger candy aisle. That's where we got our candy. Yep. Yep. But for now, it is Wednesday, the 26th of October of 2022. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, trends tend to cycle in and out, but I'm pretty sure this has never been considered cool before. The newest beauty trend is to do your makeup so that it looks like you just got done crying. I don't know why you would want to look like that. <laughs> so no, I, I so what? It makes your eyes look puffy and red, and yeah, your face the, is kind of swollen and blotchy. There's a TikTok art, a makeup artist on TikTok named Zoe Keneally, and she's going viral after she posted a tutorial on how to do it, and it starts with her claiming. That a lot of women think they look good right after they cry. Okay. Is that right? Is that true? I don't know about that. And some people in the comments seem to agree with it. Fritz, do you feel like you look good after you've cried? No. I'm a mess. I'm yeah. a horrible crier. I don't know why anybody would want to do their makeup to well, look like that. <laughs> Zoe Keneally thinks that a lot of women think that they look good right after they cry. And okay. some people in the comments seem to agree with that. Like, it's sort of a damsel in distress look. And so, anyway, she explains it in this tutorial video that she did on TikTok. You know how we look good when we cry? Here's how to get the look with makeup. So we want that puffy, soft lip, right? We're going in with the Soft Spoken Lip by M Cosmetics. Next, it's really a monochromatic moment. I'm going in with the Double Cheeked Up Palette by Fenty Beauty. Over my eyes, under my eyes, on my cheeks, and of course, my nose. Next, we're recreating that glisten in our eyes with some liquid glitter on the bottom lash line and my favorite vinyl effect by About Face. Put it where you want shine. The Cupid's bow is a great area. The lashes gotta be curled, okay? It just completes the look, but most of all, the gloss. The gloss. The gloss. And the lashes gotta be curled, Jen. Okay. Uh, curl them lashes. Get right on it. I'm sure there's a time and place where that could look kind of neat, but I don't know if that's something people would be doing on the regular. So we're gonna have Molly come in. And she's going to sit Tim and I down. She's going to put red blush around the eyes and on our nose. Pretty. And then she's going to put some liquid glitter under our eyes to mimic the look of wiped away tears catching the light. Because as you heard her say, that's probably the most important part. 
Can't wait. You know, what did I say about the lashes, Jen? Curl them. Got to curl them lashes. Make them look like they're clumped together a little bit. Completes Perfect. the look. You look like a hot mess. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Good to go. Whatever it takes. That's the new trend. That's the new makeup trend. <laughs> I don't think I'll get on board with that. What my, do you think? My new makeup trend, a good moisturizer. <laughs> And some sunscreen. Don't forget the sunscreen. Yeah. Plus, I always look puffy all the time, so I have no problem with some of that stuff she said. There you go. Uh, so this won't do anything to silence any anti-showering conspiracy theories, but the world's dirtiest man passed away in Iran on Sunday at the age of 94. How is he? How do you win that award? The world's dirtiest man. He was legendary because he hadn't bathed in more than 60 years. He was referred to as Amu Haji or Uncle Haji. And there have been several profiles done on his bizarre lifestyle. Again, he's not bathed in more than 60 years because he believed that soap and water would make him sick. But a few months ago... Villagers persuaded him to wash for the first time. So uh shortly afterward, he did get ill. Oh, geez. That's not funny. Now, there is no known connection between him bathing and his death. It probably had more to do with the fact that, right, he was 94 years old, but who knows? Anyway, in 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Haji also avoided fresh food. Instead, opted for rotted porcupine and smoked a pipe of animal excrement. Interesting dude. He also loved cigarettes. Shocker. (laughs) And would often smoke several at once. That's so funny. But he was afraid soap was going to kill him. You want to know how he made it to 94? Yeah. He drank up to five liters of water a day. And that's well, that's the one good alive. thing he did, it sounds like. Oh my Although God. it was out of a large rusty oil can. Oh, God. <laughs> For what that's worth. This that's guy. a secret. I mean, how, how is that possible? How does I that don't happen? Know. 94. My grandparents lived to 94. They didn't have a diet anything like that. <laughs> you know, my grandmother's food sometimes tasted like that, but that's a different story. Right. <laughs> God bless her. Even if you're stuck in traffic, this will make you feel lucky that you're driving to work today. A thousand people who use public transportation were asked to name the most annoying things they encounter on trains, buses, and subways. People who talk loud on their phone. Yeah. Why are you doing that? I always get so startled, too, when somebody has the earbuds in and I don't see the earbuds and they all of a sudden, talking. they just start talking really loud. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where'd that come from? What about people that watch TikTok loudly in a waiting room? Mm. Yeah. We're p- Watching your anything on your in. phone. Well, that's, yeah. Yesterday, I was at the Christ Hospital getting my mammogram, and there was a woman in the lobby that was just blaring TikTok for everyone. Yeah. As loud as possible. There are people like that that exist because they don't understand or are not aware of the others around them. Because that's yeah. how Chris is. I'll be watching TV. TV. A 50-inch TV with speakers. <laughs> and he's sitting next to me and the volume of his TikTok is so loud that I can't hear the TV. He has to turn it up, though. <clears throat> he's he's not even aware. I'm oh. like, hello. Yoo-hoo. Oh, and then he's like, oh, 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> 
Great. Wow. Like it's three inches from your face. I'm sure you can hear it. <laughs> Go in the other room if you want to watch that. Yeah. But why is he watching TikTok when you should be watching TV together? He's one of those people that'll have three screens going at the oh, same no. time. Wow. Uh, they got smart TVs though that would I would imagine allow you to watch TikTok on the big screen. No, that would be kind of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you can YouTube on the you mm-hmm. know TV. I would think. Uh, what about aggressive people in general, especially if you feel unsafe, or when someone won't give up their seat for another person who needs it? You know, I lived in New York City for three years, and I took the subway every day, at least on my way into work, if not on my way home. Mm-hmm. And I, on a, you would not think in a city like New York you would see this very often, but I saw it on a daily basis. People getting up for the elderly or people who seem to need assistance all the time. Yeah. I saw that kind of kindness. You know, I saw a lot of not so nastiness and aggressiveness yeah. too, but. It's out there. I yeah. feel like that's something that's not taught often though. Right. The getting up for an, an older person or someone that might need the chair more than you. I feel like sometimes you have to be like, hey, pst. Give that chair to such and such. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Long delays, pushing and shoving, no air conditioning or bad ventilation in the summertime, noisy kids, man spreading, <laughs> taking up too much space. See that a lot. Although some would argue those seats are a little narrow. Yeah. And then people who try to get on while you're still trying to exit, that used to make me insane. You yeah, can't elevator, get on until I get off. Yeah. Elevator etiquette. You Same thing. I mean? Yes. <laughs> I do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> That's also a taught behavior. Small <laughs> <laughs> dinger. It's been a lot of talk about how it's insensitive to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. I'm just hearing too many, too much laughter and too many jokes and making light. And I don't like it. Well, eBay banned the sale of Dahmer costumes last week. You heard us mention that. Yeah. But plenty of people are still doing it anyway because the Netflix show is so popular because people like Fritch won't stop talking about it. I, I did. I stopped watching it. I told you I just, and I told Scott, that's one you can watch by yourself now because it's too disturbing. Yeah, you were watching that right before bed. Yeah, that's usually our TV time that we have together. And normally that kind of stuff doesn't super bother me, but that show's so disturbing, I had to stop. I opted out. Yeah. Big time, opted out. Well, a pizza place in Lubbock, Texas called Capital Pizza. You know where this is going. Mm. Uh, They've been catching a lot of heat for a Halloween decoration that shows what Dahmer's favorite pizza might look like. Mm. And this is, I kid you not, the toppings include fake eyeballs, severed fingers, a fake ear, noodles that are supposed to resemble intestines, and there's a sign under it that says, Jeffrey Dahmer special. No. To be clear, it's only a decoration on their front counter, not something on their menu. But a lot of people thought it was just wickedly inappropriate. The manager says one of his waitresses came up with the idea and made it as a fun prop. But uh, despite the backlash, he's 
being all defiant about it, and he says he wants to keep it up until Halloween is over. What time frame did all that happen? Was that the early 80s? Was it 80s, 70s? 90s? Yeah, it was. It was like 80s, was 90s, 80s, I believe. Like 80, it, late yeah. 80s, early 90s, maybe? Because yeah. they show you the time mm-hmm. of his life and everything, yeah. Right. So don't be going to Capital Pizza in Lubbock, Texas, Jen. You're not going to like I it. I won't like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, coming up, grocery stores might get avocado scanners to help you find ripe ones. I'm so bad at this. Kristen knows exactly how they should look and how they should feel. And she can base it on, like, the day that she's going to use it, she knows. Like, she yeah. can time it out in her head. And yeah. You have to do a little squeeze. If you know you're going to use it that day, the softer the better. If you know you're going to w- use it tomorrow... Because you only got like a three day window on them, correct? And that's right. push. That's pushing it. And you have to have you have to find one. The key that I've heard and that it's always worked for me is the little like seed at the top, like the little pit thing at the top. If that's gone and it's dark, that also helps you kind of determine when you're going to eat it. If you peel it off and it's light. You can tell that Ooh, you might have I've a day or that. two. Yeah, hmm. well, she stopped sending me to get avocados a long time ago. So. <laughs> Thank God. He screwed it up perfectly. That's right. Mm-hmm. A new gadget is on the way for guys like me who can tell you, uh, and this, this gadget will be able to tell you exactly how ripe avocados are. It's called the Ripe Finder, and it debuts at a trade show in Orlando this week. Uh... Let's see. First, you use your brain to find an avocado that might be ripe, and then you put it on a scanner that uses AI to tell whether it really is or not. If it's not ripe yet, it tells you when it will be, like your avocado will be ready in four to five days. Wow, that's kind of cool. So, you know, that might be helpful for anyone who likes to plan out their avocado eating several days in advance. Jokes aside, the point is to cut down on food waste. That's why they have it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, when you think it's going to be perfect and you open it up and it's full of dark spots, your whole meal is ruined. Yeah, so you could buy three or four avocados at once knowing they won't get ripe all at the same time. And depending on the level of ripeness, it also says things like your avocado is ready for a salad. Mm. Eh, what do you know? Or if it's overly ripe, it might be better for... Guacamole. Guacamole. And if this week's demo is a hit at the trade show, you can start seeing ripe finders at grocery stores soon. I'm sure the Kroger people will probably investigate and check that out, see if it's right for their stores. And uh, maybe this company will come up with more scanners, too, for things like bananas and cantaloupes. Yeah. Uh, Watermelon. That's another one that's... Avocados from Mexico. Hey. Yep. All right, we should probably take a break here. 7.30. Jeff and Jen, coming up. Shop till you drop at 7.40. Make sure your cheat sheet is up to date. We had a couple of runs yesterday, but we got plenty of good stuff, including a couple of items in there that will require four squares to match. We play at 7.40 Thanks for listening right to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.